This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza! Touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Touchdown Bullpups! No flags on the play! It is 99 yards right up the seam! The big play threat from a season ago does it again! Everything happening in the sports world. Personal file. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this <laughs> afternoon. I, I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Are you ready for a busy, busy day today? It, it's been a busy day. If you go to midkansasonline.com. That's right. I think we have 16 stories up. I got one more to do this afternoon. I just, you know, I just haven't had time to get them all done, but I think Steve was chained to his desk earlier this morning. He couldn't leave. He was forced to finish all of his area previews and get everything posted. I didn't get out of here until after 5 o'clock yesterday, 5.20 or so. So, uh, yeah, lots of stuff going on. Didn't you sleep here last night? I did not sleep here last night. I I didn't know if you brought your CPAP machine here to the station. No, I did not. I I, uh, did not sleep here last night. But, uh, no, midkansasonline.com. And, you know, we, we thank everybody for going to our website uh, we were around 22,000 hits last week. Uh, that's kind of been the – we've been kind of right there, that 21, 22 mark every week. So we really appreciate everybody going to the website. Well, speaking of hits. Yes. We also had a ton of hits yesterday on the show, on the podcast, at soundcloud.com slash Sports. We talked about the McPherson Stadium lease and what you need to know with that. And so that has continued to have people listen to normally for a show – we get about 20 to 25 listens on on the podcast page. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, 118. Yeah. So I think people are interested in what's going on with that stadium lease, and I've heard lots of comments and people asking us about it. And it's been a very, I won't say polarizing, because I don't know if it's just people necessarily on other ends of the arguments, but it's been something that people are very interested in knowing about. Yeah, and I was uh, out last night, and I talked with a guy that used to be a board member, and uh, he was very, uh, you know, very interested in the project. He feels like, you know, um, we need a new stadium. I mean, I, I think that's the general consensus. We do not have enough space, enough time at McPherson College Stadium. The, the college needs to have their own stadium. The high school needs to have their own stadium. Steve, do you know what today is? Football Thursday. It is a Bullpup Football Preview Thursday. And a but Chiefs Thursday. A Chiefs Red Thursday getting ready for the Chiefs and the Broncos tonight from the Mile High City. Let's talk about these Chiefs first, Steve. And I want to know your feelings going into tonight's game. A Kansas City Chiefs team that has lost two in a row. A Denver Broncos team that has been playing well. They've won a couple of games in a row. 
how do you feel about the Chiefs going on the road to Denver, a place where, in theory, they should win against a team where, in theory, they should win, but on a night where they have really struggled Thursday night football? Yeah, and for some reason, just call me crazy. Crazy. Okay. I'm picking the Chiefs tonight. I, I just, oh, I don't think you're crazy for that. I, I just I just have a I thought few, you were going to say Broncos. That would be crazy. Well, but I I think it's going to be – I picked it 2017. Uh, I think it's going to be a very close game. Den, what keeps – Denver just does not have a very good offense, but against that Chiefs defense, it'll probably look like world beaters. I'm starting Phillip Lindsay tonight, my fantasy football team, because he's going against that Chiefs defense. I'm expecting huge points from him, probably go for about 150 yards, a couple touchdowns, but – I just have a feeling, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's not used to losing two games in a row. I wonder if when's the last. He probably did it several he, times at Texas Tech. But has he ever lost two games in a row as a Chiefs starter? I don't know. I'm not Steve, sure. Steve, you've done a good job the last few days of asking well, me try- questions that I just don't know. I'm, try- I'm trying to, you know, expand your horizons, yeah. expand your mind. I can't think of it off the top of my but head. La- I don't remember the Chiefs losing two in a row last year. They might have. They the, were what, the Patriots-Rams games might have been next they, to each other. Yeah, they were 12-4, and four, I think. Weren't they 12-4? They four? were 12-4. and four. Yeah, so they, there weren't many opportunities to lose back-to-back. I was almost thinking, well, because remember their losses are Patriots, Rams, Seahawks, and then Chargers. Right. And they were all later in the season, so one of them might have bumped up against the other one. But yeah, you're right. This is not something that this team is used to doing. The Chiefs are banged up. How do you feel about just the injury status for this have, Kansas City team? Do you have team? the updated injury report by chance? I'm trying to pull it up right now, and I think I've got it. Okay. Out, Kendall Fuller. Out, Eric Fisher. Out, Chris Jones. Out, Andrew Wiley. Sammy Watkins. Game time. Out. Five. That's five starters out. Questionable. Bashad, Bashad Breeland. What a bummer. <laughs> well, too bad it doesn't say out by his name. I didn't know. When did Fuller get hurt? I don't remember Fuller getting hurt. Uh, he's been dinged up for so a while, too. A thumb. Well, now I hear who's all out. Maybe I need to change my pick because that's five starters. The Chiefs don't have enough quality depth to absorb the loss of five starters. And, man, I just didn't realize, I didn't realize their injury situation was quite as bad. You know, I knew it was bad. I didn't know it was that bad, though, but. But, uh, man, Chris Jones being out, that kills the defense. Um, Fuller being out, he's probably their second-best cover guy. Man, if Joe Flacco, who has just been awful this year, doesn't throw for about 300 a night against that defense, that really tells us how much Joe Flacco is over the hill. How much do you think Sammy Watkins being out with this team has impacted everything? Do you think that he's kind of the guy that this comes down to where if he were playing – they would have won the last two games? I don't think so. You don't I, think it's him? I don't think it's him. You think he, it's all on the defense? Sammy Watkins is one of those guys, he has really, really big games, and then he has a lot of games where he has like two catches for 20 yards. Well, so, he's barely played. Yeah. So, it's, it's not, you know, Sam, Demarcus Robinson, you know, had that one great game. But, I mean, he's not Sammy Watkins, but he's still serviceable. And and now you got to remember Tyreek Hill's back. So, that just means more targets for Tyreek. I'm still not really convinced that Demarcus Robinson is very good. Yeah. It just helps when you have a very good quarterback that is able to get you the football. And for anybody that is out there catching passes from Mahomes, I think that really, really helps. But as I look at this game, I think the Chiefs are due offensively to have a good game. The problem is there's no Sammy Watkins, and I think he is a really, really important part of this team. And like I've said all year long, all summer long, 
I think the Sammy Watkins Tyreek Hill combo, and then with Kelsey being good too, so that trio, when those three are on, I think they are virtually impossible to defend. You just have to hope that you're going to have a big night scoring. But when Travis Kelsey, he hasn't been at his best the last few games. Tyreek Hill, of course, was back and was good. But without Sammy Watkins, I think it gives teams a chance, especially teams that are fairly good defensively. I want you to just watch Travis Kelsey tonight. See how many times he just kind of stumbles around. It just I, I don't know if it's just me noticing it, but he goes out for passes. It's almost like he's getting his feet tangled up with himself, and he's starting to fall down when they throw him the ball. It just doesn't seem like he's running the really crisp routes like he used to. Let me ask you this, Steve. How many points, just before you watch the game, how many points would you say right now, if the Chiefs score this many, they will not lose? 31. You think for sure Denver will not score 31? No. See, I think the number's lower. Yeah. I don't think Denver's scoring 24. I think if the Chiefs score three touchdowns and tack on a field goal somewhere. you got to remember, Vaughn Miller is the Chiefs kryptonite. That guy. Well, I'm talking about the Denver offense. Yeah. I'm saying I don't think Denver will score 24. Ooh, I don't know. They might score 17. They might score 21. They might score exactly 24. But I don't think they score more I than 24. Just, that Chiefs defense the last two weeks has been so bad. Uh, you can't. You can't make a strategic shift, though. You can't go from a 3-4 to a 4-3 to a 3-4. You can't go back and forth. you got to play one and stick with it. Cause that's but remember, how... we're talking about how bad this Chiefs defense has been. It hasn't been just a complete abomination in terms of points. Right. They haven't given up a 40 ball to anybody. But it's yards and time of possession. Right. But all I'm talking about is points. Yeah. We saw it in the Patriots-Chiefs AFC Championship game. All you got to do is give the Chiefs offense possessions. Right. As long as they have enough possessions, they are going to well, score. What was it last week? 12 possessions to 8 or something like that? They just didn't have the ball enough. Yeah. Indianapolis scored 19 points. Yeah. And we talked about, oh my gosh, they were just bludgeoned. Texans, the Houston Texans scored 31 points. There were several games last year where the Chiefs gave up more than that. Yeah. So, I don't think Denver scores more than 24 tonight. I don't think they're good enough offensively to just be able to go out and put up 35. I don't think that's going to happen. The problem is, like you mentioned, if they can just hold on to the football the entire game, Joe Flacco hands it off to Philip Lindsay, and they just do that 75 I he, times. I hope he does that a lot. Yeah, I think you've got Philip Lindsay on your fantasy I do. Team. I'm starting him tonight. So I think the number that Denver will not score more than 24 points. So if you're telling me how many do the Chiefs have to score, they got to score three touchdowns and kick a field goal somewhere, I'd feel pretty good. That's why I'm not picking the Chiefs to lose tonight. I just don't think I, they lose to this team. I just have a feeling they're going to win too. And, I, and you know, I picked them to lose to the Texans. I You know, I came out and put it right there. I, I had it 44-34, uh, Houston beating Kansas City. But the City. reason for that is Houston's a great offensive team. They are. They've scored 53-31 and 31 the last two weeks. And they have, they've had over 1,000 yards the last two weeks. And remember, Steve, going back through the years recently, the night of the week that the Chiefs have really struggled in the division. I think Mitch Holtis in his Minute with Mitch mm -hmm. talked about the fact that the Chiefs' only three division losses over the last four or five years have all been on Thursday night. And one was to Denver. One was to Denver. One last year was to the Chargers at home. One the year before that was to the Raiders on the road on Thursday night football. This team, they struggle 
on Thursday. But they're not the only team that struggles on Thursday. Everybody does. Yeah, because it's... Do you like Thursday night games? I love it. I hate them. Why? Because I just feel like the road team just looks exhausted every time they play. I love Thursday night football. Give me football every night of the week. Well, you could do that. You... What about Monday night football? Don't they look just too well rested? <laughs> they look like they've just been pampered and have had their feet up all day on Sunday. Yeah, but but that's a it's a big. Two They're day, grown, man. They in, can do it. In the NFL, two two days is a big difference. You can, you know, you can sit in the sauna for two extra days. Sit in the sauna. Yeah. Why are they sitting in the sauna? To relax those muscles. <laughs> all right, Steve. It's a bullpup football preview Thursday. Let's talk about McPherson next and their matchup with the Rose Hill Rockets on Friday night. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve Sell, you said you weren't a disco guy. You didn't like disco. I didn't, but that's that's all it was. When I was in uh, college, disco was just, or I'm sorry, about my senior year of high school, my freshman year of college, disco kind of came alive and then it crashed and burned in a hurry. Don't you think the the platform shoes would have helped you, though? Uh, you looked a lot taller. I didn't wear platforms. Well, that's why I'm saying. You should have worn them, and you would have looked a ton <laughs> taller. You would have been able to walk around those clubs looking like you were six foot one. Uh, I, I did. Buy a little longer pants. I think you could have done it. I had the big bell bottoms, though. I oh, say, yeah. Of course, my hair was down to my shoulders, if you can imagine that. You are kind of a boogie wonderland disco uh, guy. I, did, I was not a big disco fan. Well, Steve, you want to talk some bullpup football? Mm-hmm. Coming up tomorrow night from McPherson Stadium, final home game of the regular season as McPherson is taking on Rose Hill. Rose Hill comes in with a record of 2-4. and four. And, Steve, one thing I talked about with Coach Pav this morning in our Thursday morning meeting, I brought up the point that it feels like every single team on McPherson's schedule this year is better than they were last year. Yeah. Salina South was better. Winfield, they are 5-1. and one. I think they are certainly better than last year. El Dorado, it's probably a toss-up. Abilene is the one that I think you look at and say they're not. But Bueller, Augusta, and I think this Rose Hill team is completely different than they were a season ago. And I know their record last year in the regular season was 1-7, and and they were the 15 seed. And they're just 2-4, and and you might be thinking, okay, they can't be that much better. I think it is a completely different team this year with Rose Hill. Yeah, I I don't think you're going to see the 56-14 uh, game like last week. But you remember last week was 14-14 after a quarter. Right. And then the Bullpups took off. Rose Hill's got a case, a guy that's been offered by K-State in their offensive line. They've got a decent quarterback. they got a really good receiver. they got a couple other big guys up front. And, Coach, you know, you meet with Coach Pav and I meet with Coach Pav. We meet separately because you ask him different things than I ask him. And, and I got the impression he thinks this is maybe about the third best team we play this year. I think the impression is that this is not a team to be taken lightly. Right. And that's the thing. We're at the point of the season now. The bull, You know, you, you, you hope that this team has not plateaued already. This is a team that, you know, they want to get better every game. 
And there's, you know, they've taken some steps forward and a step back. I mean, they're not losing any games, mind you. But it just seems like there's some games they take a step forward in some areas. And then, like last week, the run defense. Run defense was not good in the first half last week. Gave up 180 yards, uh, 110 in the second half. But we haven't seen those just total domination. Last year, you know, we always look at last year. Well, I think part of that comes back to, too, Steve, what I was just saying is that it was a down year yeah. for their schedule. And, you know, we we probably ought to just put last year in the past, but last year we never even thought a game was going to be tense or close. You know, last week after a quarter, I'm thinking, I mean, I was thinking the Bullpups would win, but I'm thinking Augusta is going to put some points on the board. The way they start out, I thought they could score three or four touchdowns on this defense. But remember, last year's schedule was way down. Mm-hmm. That every team that they played was down. And this year, these teams have come back a little bit, and that's why you haven't seen those just monster blowout games where it's 62 to nothing at the half and they're calling off the dogs and trying to throw in all the four stringers there at the end of the game. They haven't gotten that because they are playing better teams, even though they are the same team. And I think the other thing, too, is the bar is set really high right now. We have to remember that we're saying, ah, they weren't their best last week, and they won by 42 points on the road. And that's what Coach Pav was pointing out. He says, we're spoiled. You know, we've been, you know, point-ruling team. Well, not point-ruling, but running clock teams. You know, last year, all but two games, I think, were in running clock. Right. And, you know, we we thought that was the norm. That was an aberration last year. That just doesn't happen, you know, from year to year. And, of course, and you got to remember McPherson's undefeated. They're going to get everybody's best shot. I mean, if you were a team and playing McPherson, wouldn't you say, hey, we this, this is a team we got to play our best. Maybe we can pull off an upset. But the Bullpups offensively last week I thought were really sharp, even though they only had the ball 36 plays. They had over 300 yards. So they averaged a lot of yards per play. And, you know, they got – you know, they developed some things. Some games are heavy on the run. Other games are heavy on the pass. We haven't had that balance game lately. Steve, the other thing that continues to lurk over everything and and be around in the presence that we're thinking about in the back of our mind, playoff standings. Right. District standings. How is this all going to break down? And we've been able to kind of guess at this point, because with every team playing two more games, right. you can look at game, look at teams and say, okay, I think Bueller's going to win these two. Right. And over Central, we I think do they're going to win of, these two. We do two. a lot of looking at the schedule for the – this week and next week. Well, that's what we've been doing all week is trying yeah. to figure out how this bracket is going to fall. And the thing that makes things very, very tough is that you hope that McPherson will be the number one seed if they win these next two weeks. No matter the score, they're the one seed. And that obviously means you match up with the 8-9 winner in the second round. Well, there are a lot of different teams that can be the 8 or the 9 right now right. because there are six different teams that have a record of 2-4. and four and four different teams that have a record of one and five. And we are projecting that the eight and the nine are going to be about three and five. So that means there are a ton of teams that have an opportunity to jump up into that spot, and we can't really figure it out yet. We have a very good feel on the top four. McPherson, Bueller, Andover Central, Winfield likely will be the top four in some sort of order. If if Winfield wins this week, it's virtually a lock that they'll be the top four. So we have a very good idea of the top four, but five through 15, it could land a lot of different ways. And that is why 
we are going to be scoreboard watching big time and this week. And let's face it, we're watching one team right now. There is one team that is drawing some interest, and that, of course, is the Goddard Lions, who are 2-4. and four. They have lost four games in a row. They have been battling injury. They wrap up the season with May South this week and then and that, Andover next week. That'll be a loss. They'll lose this week. Now, Andover, I don't know what Andover's like. Andover's 2-4. and four. Yeah. But and that's another game that is a 50-50 game. So you just don't know how this is going to land. And that's what makes everything about this so difficult. And that there is a chance that Goddard could lose the next two games and be 2-6 and six and still be in that 8-9 line. And, and maybe we're just giving Goddard way too much credit, but I don't think so. Uh, you know, we lost to them last year, and they're 2-4 and four for a reason. Well, one is they play a good schedule, but secondly, they're not as good as they were. And I don't no, know. the other thing is they're hurt. Right. They have been and I don't badly know. Is hurt. Is their quarterback out for the year? He's out for the year. He announced it last night. Okay. So that's why everybody starts thinking ahead at districts and saying, okay, how is this going to land? And believe me, we're not the only ones doing this. The coaches are doing it. They have their Excel oh, spreadsheets yeah, and are trying to figure it out. Because they're trying to go ahead. Let's face it, they're scouting for about two weeks. You know, They're looking at the second round just in case Goddard ends up in the, you know, we have to play Goddard in the second round. Well, and everybody is, too. It's yeah. not like it's just the top dogs that are doing this, but it's going to be a very fun next two weeks because we just don't know yet, and we're going to learn a lot tonight, or excuse me, Friday night, and then next week going into that final game against the Circle T-Birds, we will know pretty much all the scenarios going in on what needs to happen for the bracket to fall the way they want it to, and another team that will be able to drastically change this bracket place tonight, Bueller as Beeler will be taking on Hayes tonight at home. They're the only Thursday game of the week, and that could be the difference on Beeler playing at home for several rounds. If they were to lose, it could mean that they dropped into a four spot. That is another very important game going on tonight. And then Winfield and Beeler play. Now, I still think Beeler will take care of Winfield. After playing, after seeing both teams, I was really impressed with Beeler. I, I, maybe other people weren't, but I liked how hard they played. I liked how they hit. I thought the running back, Elliott, terrific little running back. And uh, they played the Bullpups within seven, so they're a good football team. All right, Steve. Fun one coming up tomorrow night. Senior night. Senior night. Does that mean you get in for free? I hope so. Yeah, there you go. Our guy that's here, he's a Christian. You're talking about our guy Christian Weirman? Christian Weirman, he's a senior. He'll be up there. Oh, yeah. He'll be running around. He'll be feeling good. Oh, yeah. He'll have a little extra pep when he goes out and get that kicking tee. That's right. All right, Steve. We'll take one more break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, we're running out of time today. So I need your final prediction for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos coming up tonight. Well, I think I've said it a couple times, and I'm not going to waver from it. 20-17. to 17. Is it going to be nerve-wracking? Yeah, 20-17 Chiefs. The Chiefs never play a game that's not nerve-wracking because their defense keeps the opponent in every game. They'll have no 
blowouts this year because their defense is like the worst in the NFL. Well, they've had a blowout this year. They killed Jacksonville. Well, that's yeah, but they that's, demolished Oakland. That's when they were held well, but they were down 10-0 to Oakland. Yeah, then they d- destroyed them. Well, it was 28 to 10. I wouldn't say they destroyed them, but I'm talking it sucked like the a, life I'm out talking, of John I'm Gruden. Talk, I'm talking like a 38-14 type game. They need one of those. Yeah. I think they win by 10 tonight. I got them by a field goal. I don't really have a great feel for the score. Yeah. Probably along the lines of 31-21. Does that sound like a good score to Could you, be. Steve? Could be. I feel good about that 31-21. Reminds me, I got to get my fantasy football lineup in. That's right. Me too. Philip Lindsay. Steve, bullpup soccer tonight. We will not be broadcasting because the Chiefs are running and we are required by the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network to Under broadcast the penalty that. Of death. Yeah, I think they said they will come to McPherson. And they will execute me. Will, well, yeah, it's you, not me. Yeah, it'd be me. Who is the sports writer at your no, station? No, they'd say, who's the older guy? Who's more expendable? Uh, we can get rid of Steve. All right, Steve, go out to the back. There you go. So we won't be broadcasting soccer tonight. But we'll be there. Oh, we'll be there, of course. More ready than ever. Of course. Wrapping up today's show. Steve, great job today. Thanks. For Steve Zell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Zell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.